0: Yes, they do. They're necessary. Doesn't mean they don't suck. Hello, it's Derek G here. Welcome to Derek speak, Speaks Volumes. Derek G speaks volumes. I've been thinking about, should, I keep calling Derek Speaks Volumes. It run, rolls the tongue better, but my whole name is in the, anyway, you know, if you're here, you know what it's about. Hi, I'm Derek from the internet, talking about music, talking about different things that are on my mind that are difficult to communicate in one minute short form and today i've chosen to talk about genres my much loathed categorization of music because mostly because i know so much about music and people say have you heard about this genre and i'm like what's that and they're like you know it's got this and that and the other i'm like oh yeah yeah i I know them but i didn't know that's what it was called and the I'm going to get into it a whole lot. I seemingly seem more passionate about it than I need to be. I'm not that mad. <laughs> but I've got a lot to talk about and I don't want to get ahead of myself. How are you? I hope you are well. I hope you're enjoying this podcast series that I'm doing. It feels quite strange to say podcast and it just be me talking to you. But I'm quite excited by the format to be completely honest with you. So it's, it's not how everyone does it and is something that feels suited to me. So it's nice. So let me talk you through, shall we? Genres suck. A genre, as a definition, I haven't looked it up, is a, not just obviously confined to music, is a way to identify key hallmarks of a, a creative output. And, and identify it in a category. Let's—I should Google it. Too late now. I'm live. So, why are genres necessary? Well, there are—they—they they are necessary, and I'm not saying we should get rid of them, but they are necessary. Genres are necessary for categorization. If you don't have genres, then it's just music. And do you like music? One of the worst questions in the world. And. You'll say, well, what type of music? And you'll say, you know, just music. So you do need a way to describe things succinctly. Rock music, hip-hop, dance music. People get that. I get it. And it uh, helps It helps when you're buying something, when it helps when you're selling something, helps when you're trying to filter things in a store. I don't need to tell you this stuff. You're not children. I'm just trying to set up why they suck, right? They're also useful for... When people need a recommendation, because people are like, I like rock. I like soul. Could you recommend something in those genres? And it's like, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. And I know how how I can help you to a degree. Usually it comes with more questions. Do you like slow? Do you like fast? Do you like sensual? Do you like, if it's soul, for instance, do do you like new stuff, old stuff? So then it starts to unravel a little bit. But those are the key reasons why. And if you're new to this podcast, the whole concept is Derek Speaks volumes. Every, every I'm jumping around, every volume is made with an overarching thesis. And you know already know what this thesis is for the week. Now, why they are not useful? I've got so many reasons. But here is my main one. Genres are not useful because the definition changes over time. Culture changes over time interpretations of said genre change over time and therefore no one can agree on what the genre is. Do we people need to agree? Not necessarily until we don't, right? And then it gets into this weird space where people start to get annoyed by what is defined as a certain genre. I came across this recently because I made a video end of last year, about post-disco. And I chose that as the theme genre. One, because I knew what it as that. Two, because it's the Wikipedia page. It That's what it leans towards as describing that genre of music. So I was like, okay. But I did also identify that people call it r boogie, dance music, pop, depending on who you are. Trying to cover my bases. Still managed, managed to put my foot in it. <laughs> because everyone's like... Kids these days, it used to be just called this. What's wrong with internet kids? And I'm not butthurt about that, don't worry. But it made me really churn about this idea of uh, how antiquated, how how, um, frivolous, how silly genres can be. And uh, I will get into that particular genre soon. So I think when I say it changes over time, And maybe I'll I'll cherry pick one for for that I'll I'll talk about. R&B, right? R&B used to be rhythm and blues. The Who from the 60s and 70s used to be called an R&B group, right? Uh, Yeah, rhythm and blues. And then obviously it changes with Marvin Gaye. Not with Marvin Gaye, but Marvin Gaye is part of like what would be defined as something different R&B in the It'd still be soul music, but it's definitely transitioning, right? When he's doing sexual healing and stuff like that. 80s, you could consider... Is Whitney Houston part of the 80s? Janet Jackson, post-disco, was heavily defined as R&B back in those days. And then R&B in the 90s, Whitney Houston again. Aaliyah, uh, SWV, artists like that is considered R&B. TLC. And then 2000s, you've got, I don't know, Ashanti. You've got Destiny's Child. You've got, I don't want to blank too hard and embarrass myself, but um, artists of that ilk in those times. And then, not to go through every decade, r now is what? Like uh, Daniel Caesar and Lucky Day and her... And oh, it's like that. And then all of a sudden, you're like, well, I like R&B. And it's like, oh, you like D-Train. It's like, huh? Who's D-Train? I like, <laughs> I like Lucky Day. Oh, okay, cool. So you like um, the, the who? You get my point. So I think that genres change over time because people look back on those things, those eras, and might go, well, we can't call all of this r and so why don't we call this boogie or post-disco? Um, but there's no consensus on this sort of stuff. So it gets confusing and then everyone gets confused and everyone may get angry or, or just like sort of like up in arms about it. So, best case scenario for genres. I have a list. Post-punk. I think post-punk is a good genre name because it it followed... Punk. And is a I think when genres do really well is when it captures a period of time in which that that the artists existed. So post punk, after punk, it was less uh, gritty. It was more angular. It, is, it was more uh, clean of an aesthetic. Um, and I think it's – whilst there's post-punk made now, I think it, there's a clearly defined post-punk era. So it's like, okay, that feels clear to me. Classic rock. Classic rock is super interesting to me. Who decided – at what point did they decide that rock music was classic rock, right? It feels like dads are okay with it. And if, if dads are okay with it, then I think we can we can happily call it classic rock. Like, will the strokes in 20 years be called classic rock? I don't think so. But classic rock is what defined as like the Eagles, right? Or is Bon Jovi count as part of that? I'm gonna say so. And hmm, who else? More, I, I feel like classic rock is definitely more American-style rock. Bruce Springsteen, to an extent, would be considered classic rock. Guns and Roses, maybe? Even though it's more like, yeah, later. But, you know, <laughs> now I'm doing my own. I think classic rock is a good name because clearly people decided this stuff was from the past. And this stuff is not changing. It's classic rock. So I quite like it as a genre because I think there's not much arguing around what classic rock is. I don't mind neo-soul. I think neo-soul, because if you say soul music, there is Aretha Franklin to to who else do you like? Esther Phillips and um, a variety of other artists that I would consider soul music to be more 60s and 70s personally. So neo-soul, I think, is, to me, defined as largely from D'Angelo onwards. This new movement of quite sensual soul that was like really, really good. So I don't know, there was clearly good soul music in the 80s, but like soul music that felt different and new. Erica Badu onwards includes artists like the internet and such. And I quite like it. I think people understand what that is. And hopefully, Neo still exists now, though. So if we're talking about the 90s until now, hmm, interesting. Bebop, another timely, only lasted for about 10 years or so. Dizzy Gillespie and Thelonious Monk and things like that. Time-based genres are good because they begin and they end. And we can define them and describe them. I can play bebop now. But if you say you like bebop, people know what it is, when it was, things like that. Lastly, blues. Blues is probably a good but bad example. Because blues hasn't really changed a whole lot over the years. It's 12 bars, right? Three chords. So it perhaps it's a good genre name because it doesn't really advance all that much (laughs) although you know like look the white stripes played the blues so they if you say you like the blues people probably aren't going oh white stripes and the black keys played the blues blues inspired bluesy um but i think that blues is fairly clearly defined so those are good examples of where genres don't suck even though i unraveled myself a little bit worst case scenarios let's go with the opposite genres suck for these Many examples. I've got too many, but here's some. Funk. My least favorite genre. And people are like, Derek, (gasps) (gasps) I'm I'm offended. You don't like funk? And I think my problem with funk is that I don't think it's clearly, like clear what it is. And people say, I like things that are funky. And to me, funk is, uh, you know, starts with Booker T and the MGs and, you know, music songs like Sissy Strut and things like that. And then funk with funkadelic, um, I can understand. But then usually if it's got like a slap bass to it, like Jamiroquai people would consider funky but not funk perhaps. So there's like this, I think people often go like, oh, I like music with a, bit more funk. I someone said that to me recently it's like I like it but it needs more funk and I'm like, what does that mean? Um, and I think to me sometimes funk can fall into this really weird place where like the music is I think lacks a clear direct feeling. And it's kind of a bit quirky, so it becomes funk. And I think funkiness is a is a weird word that I don't think, I don't like very much in music. And if people say, "Do you like funk?" to me, I do not. <laughs> that was a weird example, but I think I think funkiness is the word I'm trying to say. It's like people want to say like funkiness as a genre is is something that's very confusing. R and B is a, probably a better example. Like I said earlier changes with every decade, and so you can't define and describe and and uh, unify on what r is. Bedroom pop is a new one. Bedroom pop came about with the likes of Claro and Beba Doobie and Soccer Mommy and things like that. And I think quickly classified anyone that played guitar and sung as bedroom pop and it's like why are we getting lazy now is this not um some of it is very folk music very much folk music some of it is very much just indie some of it is just rock music but it's like oh bedroom pop uh we love bedroom pop and i think whilst i think the categorization does make some sense a certain age and generation started just to to just be called bedroom pop artists. So it's like, if you play an acoustic guitar, you're a bedroom and and you're like, you're born in uh, the year 2000 and, and and younger, you're a bedroom pop artist. And it's like, "Mm, that's lazy. I think, and not the most appropriate uh, definition. Lazy. Here's another one for you. Bass. It's very UK oriented. And this is perhaps my own ignorance, but I'll give you a few examples. Bass music, feature bass, baseline, bass music. I said that, I guess. Um, there's all this, these subcategories of, of electronic music that I feels unnecessary. <laughs> and uh, bass music, baseline, are they the same things? I'm sure someone in the comments will uh, uh, correct me on it, but it's also just, just, it gets to the point where we, are we just naming things? (laughs) Are we just naming things because we want to name things and, and, and separate ourselves from everyone else? And does it, are we over categorizing things? You know, I think that is, is, is a key issue with, um, Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. EDM, two more. EDM in its 2012 heyday is seen as really commercial, cheesy uh, electronic music, right? I can get behind the idea of that. But then a lot of people define EDM as electronic dance music, which is everything. House, Daft Punk, Calvin Harris, all the way up to Tiesto and Nina Kravitz and perhaps EDM is the newer version of dance music. Perhaps that's the new version of electronic music, but EDM is, uh, it's quite contentious. If you were to call Nina Kravitz EDM, I don't think she'd like that. Also EDM artists, a lot of them don't like being called that because it kind of like puts them in a space of like really cheesy, bad music. And so I think that that, Genre is also uh, a sullied to an extent, and and uh, it gets used in so many different contexts. Which, if it stayed in that kind of commercial music setting, then I wouldn't mind so much. But I think it it has evolved. Last one is hyperpop. Different angle on this one. Hyperpop has been around for the last five or so years, and. I think what the, my issue with it is, is that a genre was formed before the subculture was really rife, I think. So people are like, oh, this is the new thing, right? So on one end there's Charlie XCX on the other end, there's like really like underground high voice, super fast pop music. But then I feel like the industry wanted to put hyper pop hyperpop to be the next big thing. So then hyper pop became a thing. And I think that this, it almost felt like a little corporate industry plantish, whereby people then wanted to become hyperpop artists because it was the new thing to jump on rather than a culture forming hyperpop and it being around for a while and you are a hyperpop artist because you want you exist in the spaces of hyperpop. I felt like I saw a lot of artists just jumping on becoming a hyperpop artist because it was like the fastest way to success. So I feel like the genre was named before the genre fully existed. So those are my examples. So solutions. Do I have any solutions? This one is a joke. Okay, it's not a joke, but it's not serious because I think it's a bad idea. But I will say it anyway. So in some world, there is, in our world... (laughs) There is a emoji committee, right? And every year, they get together multiple times a year, and they decide it's like Unicode or something like what the new emojis will be released into the code that are going to be universally uh, used um, amongst keyboards around the world. I'm probably butchering the definition, but there's a there's a committee, right? I'm still waiting for pyramids why haven't pyra- why doesn't a pyramid exist in an emoji form i always want to use it when I'm talking about illuminati perhaps because it's a cultural appropriation but there's a, the easter island head as is an emoji so go go look into that but what i'm trying to say is there is a group of people that come together and decide every year what the new emojis are there's also in science people that get together and decide what this tree is called what this this species of animal is called and it becomes official so what if there was a committee that got together and probably not defined genres that are happening now but perhaps define them 10 years after this sounds like a terrible idea but you get why i'm trying to say it right and they get together and they go, okay, this was R&B. It's called boogie <laughs> because R&B has moved on. But this, everyone used these five terms during the time, dance music, post disco rari ra We are going with boogie. That is the genre. Everyone in the music industry, that is the genre. Everyone who put out a record, assign that label to it so we know what it's called. Yes, I know. Bad idea because it sounds like who? What kind of weirdos are going to be in this room deciding this stuff? <laughs> and what kind of weirdos are going to be uh, uh, in a room going? Oh well, you know, it's... maybe we should be calling it indie sleaze after all. But I kind of like the idea of it being a bit more like process driven and scientific. I'm crazy. I know. Okay, the second solution is on the listener and that solution is we have to be comfortable with genres changing over time and that what we defined it as and called it as will change depending on the generation and the era and that and this is perhaps a call to action for people as we age is that we have to accept that so let me see i grew up with that genre of the yeah and the arctic monkeys and the vines and the white stripes and the hives and that was called like new rock or new garage not garage garage rock i don't think many people called it that but that's what the the articles were calling it that and i'm like yeah cool okay because i like led zeppelin it's not that i like the beatles i like stuff like that it's not that it's like a new wave but it's not new wave so new garage new rock Fine. If people end up going this is called indie sleaze, make me shudder a little bit. I don't mind it though. It's it does kind of define it quite well. This kind of like uh dark eyeliner, eyeshadow, you know, stripey socks, greasy hair era. So I have to accept that someone in ten years will go I've just discovered Indie Sleaze and it's the best genre out and I'll be like, what the fuck? (laughs) That's fine. I think that's the only way we can get past it because the definitions, just like many things in the world, are are gray. I'm going to finish with this. In saying all of this. In saying all of this and that genres are dumb, hopefully you, I have convinced you or hopefully I haven't meandered too long and you thought that I'm a complete idiot. And saying all of this, I have always thought to myself on a personal level that you have achieved the holy grail in music history when you have been part of the creation of a genre. I would love to do that. I would love to not do that. I can't I can't just do it. I would love to be part of something that where that happens. Because can like yes, I could I could name, you know, popcorn fuzz <laughs> as a genre and keep talking about it until it becomes a thing and maybe a thousand people start using it. That doesn't make it a genre. I think it's like you know, new wave or post-punk. It's like a scene that develops and then you, you people around it start to like, what is this and start to define it and then it becomes a defined genre. Motown is a genre and a label, which is cool, very cool. You know, Universal is not a, a genre. Sony is not a genre. Uh, Ninja Tune is not a genre. Motown is a genre. That's cool. And I would love to... Be part of that because I think you've really, really been part of something if you have helped to define, create a genre. Uh, I think, let's look at a a current example that I think is good, like dubstep. Who said dubstep? Dub, obviously, you know. Uh, Someone had to have coined it, said it, defined it. And then there are, there are the founding fathers and mothers of that genre, and I think that that is so cool. And I don't know what significance does it have. You'll probably be in history books for real. You'll probably be in Wikipedia pages forever. It's not about legacy. It's not about living forever. I just think it's fucking cool to to if if I had a label one day and it defined enough of a sound that it became a genre. Cool. So, what well, that is my thesis. Genres are confusing. I've even confused myself. I don't have a good solution because the committee is terrible. But ultimately, it'd be really cool to start a genre. (laughs) Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching, if you're watching, to this episode of Derek Speaks Volumes. This is Volume 3. Thank you for all your comments so far. Thank you for your positivity. And I hope you have a good 2023. On to next week, onto new things. Enjoy. Today's sponsor is uh some antibiotics I picked up today. Gross. See you next time.